Throw the whole weight of your anxieties upon him, for you are his personal concern. I kind of prepared this uh, at the start of December and kind of filed it away and thought, well, now that will be great. I'll do that on Sunday the 30th and it will all be grand. And really didn't think too much more about it till I was looking through it again yesterday in order to prepare for today. Kind of had one of those normal nights where you head to bed, but then woke up in blind panic this morning um, because I was going to head up the north coast after uh, church this morning. I couldn't remember whether or not I'd actually insured my car this year. Now, you can imagine the sheer panic that greeted me. I jumped out of bed, searched my flat, and I was able to find the insurance certificate for the previous year. But this year, no. And I thought to myself, what am I going to do? I was like, have I been driving all year without actually having an insured car? Could I get into trouble for that? Is someone likely to come after me? I don't know. So I then tore the flat apart further this morning. All this, of course, is before 8 o'clock this morning. And then I suddenly discover inside a pot the insurance certificate for the year 2012-13. So, panic anxiety. Throw the whole weight of your anxiety upon him, for you are his personal concern. And what did I do in that instance? Well, I didn't practice what I'm about to preach. I just panicked rather than throwing the full weight of your anxieties on him, for you are his personal concern. So we're all going to learn something this morning as we journey through this passage. But in all seriousness, this whole thinking about anxiety and worry was something that came home to me a couple of years ago. Um, On my 18th birthday that year, I had an operation on my back. It was the first time that I'd ever been in hospital. And it really, the whole experience really unsettled me. And um, I came home after having the operation and had this overwhelming kind of urge and sensation of panic and it didn't seem to go away. And I think it kind of developed into a bit of an anxiety issue and uh, had to take a semester off uni to try and and work through it. But it was this verse in the midst of that that time and time again kept coming back to me. Throw the whole weight of your anxieties on him, for you are his personal concern. At the end of a year, it's always good to look back and reflect and look forward. And sometimes the future looks like it's full of prospects. And sometimes, well, if truth be told, it's a little bit daunting. So the words of First Peter this morning, I want to use as a way of reflecting back on 2012 and gazing into 2013. I suppose right at the outset, it's important to establish what worry, worry is. Someone once described it as anything that drains your tank of joy or anything that you can't change, anything you're not able to control, anything that frightens or torments you, anything that keeps you awake when you should be asleep. And that was actually what happened to me this morning. So surely... From this, we can see that all of us suffer from worry and anxiety at some stage in life. It can be over something huge, like, oh my word, is my car insured, and what happens if I crash? Or it can be over something small, maybe a concern about a family member or a situation you're facing in your life. 
But what we do in reaction to those worries is ultimately what makes the difference. We were reading about Peter on the waters, uh, of the, on the waters, walking on the water. Suddenly, fear overcomes him. He sinks. And then years later, we have him writing this line, throw the whole weight of your anxieties on him, for you are his personal concern. This morning, I just wanted to briefly look at some biblical examples of people who worried and what the outcome of that worry was. And it seems that Peter and Jesus walking on the water in Matthew 14 is certainly as good a place to start of of all. Peter saw Jesus walking on the water along with all the other disciples. Naturally, they didn't understand what was going on and thought it was a ghost. Yet we have Jesus telling them that indeed it is him and they do not need to be afraid. Peter, of, of, the, of course, then comes up with an idea to try and prove that Jesus is right. And if it really is Jesus, he tells him to order him to come out of the boat and join him on the water. Peter does step out of the boat, begins to walk, and the water, walk on the water to meet Jesus. Sometimes, I suppose, for us in life, we can hear God telling us to do something, and out of a desire to serve and please him, we step out, and we do begin to, and do what we think we're being called to do, but then, all of a sudden, something happens. Peter was doing great, This is the one thing that gets me about this story. Peter actually got out of the boat, and for a while he was walking, walking on water. But then, in our reading, we read, Then he noticed a strong wind, and he was afraid, and started to sink down into the water. He got distracted. His eyes were taken off what his goal was, which was walking on the water to meet Jesus. And for one moment, he realizes the strong wind that is all around him, the water shaking. And well, he begins to sink. Of course, there was bound to have been wind there all the time. There was wind before Peter left the boat, and the wind had been there the whole time that he was walking on the water. But yet... Something catches his eye, distracts him, and sinks him. Surely this is what worry is like in each and every one of our lives. Perhaps when we're doing something for God, we're so caught up in that service that we don't really notice what's going on in the background. What the worries are, what what might happen, we just get on with what we're doing. But then suddenly that little thought at the back of our mind begins to bring those worries to the forefront of our mind, and we begin to sink because our concerns and our worries have run riot. But it's reassuring in this story this morning, is it not? That when Peter begins to sink in the story, he calls out to Jesus, and Jesus automatically rescues him. Jesus this morning, at the end of this year and going into 2013, is ready for us to walk on water, to walk out and walk out in faith regardless of our thoughts and our worries. But if our worries and concerns do enter our minds, then he is there to rescue us and put us back on course. We've already seen that Peter was a real worrier. In certain circumstances, 
That worry led to his downfall and ruin, but yet Peter would go on to be the early Christ, the leader of the early Christian church. And the rest of the New Testament is full of accounts of how Peter's leadership among the apostles brought the gospel to people at the point of their need, where miracles were worked and lives were changed forever. Surely at the end of this year and the beginning of a new one, this is reassuring to us. Through the full weight of your anxiety upon him, for you are his personal concern. So on the one hand this morning we have Peter walking on the water. Another story that has always intrigued me uh, in scripture, and I think this was the first kind of Bible passage I preached on since coming to Fitzroy um, way back then, uh, was the woman with the issue of blood. And in that story we have the story of a woman who had struggled with an issue that had drained her. Absolutely drained here. Maybe there's something here this morning for us if we're struggling with a particular worry or concern, a concern that has had an impact on our lives. This woman had been bleeding for 12 years. Can you imagine the kind of impact this would have had on her life, where she went, what she did, who she met with? Imagine how weak she must have been. This worry and concern for this issue of blood that she was suffering from would have impacted each and every aspect of her life. No part of her life would have been exempt from worry and the strain of the impact. But yet in Mark we read that she, with God's help, was able to turn that situation round for the better. Ultimately, this woman was faced with three options. Of course, there may be many more options, but three spring to mind, and these are they. She could have just sat down and said, nothing is ever going to change. After all, she had spent 12 years suffering from this problem. She had obviously sought advice from many different sources over the years, and they probably would have said things to her like, there's nothing more we can do for you. The outcome looks bleak. I'm sure she heard it all, but she didn't choose this option. Secondly, she could have said to herself, look at the crowd. I'll never get through to touch him. We know from many of the stories in the Gospels that no matter where Jesus finds himself, he was followed by people. Look indeed at the example of the five, feeding of the 5,000 or the examples in other Gospels when we hear that it was noticed that Jesus was in the house and people came in their multitudes. I'm sure it would have been just like this when Jesus stopped by this woman's village and so naturally the woman came to join the crowd because she had heard, from Je heard about Jesus. Can you imagine the amount of people that faced that drained and exhausted woman? The amount of people she would have to fight against. I'm sure it must have seemed really daunting for, him, for her. I'm sure she must have wondered, would she have enough energy to even get to the front? And after she did get to the front, would Jesus even have still been there? So many thoughts, feelings, 
concerns must have filled her mind. And yet, she didn't choose this option either. But the woman faced a third option. I'll never be this close again. If she could only just get to Jesus, would she be heard? If she only touched him, would she be made whole and be set free? Would her worries cease? After all these years of waiting and hoping, she could be finally set free, be set free of all her worries. And I think for us this morning in this story, we too, when we face concerns and worries or life in life, are faced with the same three options. She could have just sat down and said nothing is ever going to change. This morning, have you faced something for many years? Maybe something that's been lurking in the background that just keeps playing on your mind year in, year out. Are you saying this morning, nothing is ever going to change? The woman in the story didn't choose that option. Look at the crowd. I'll never get through and touch him. What things this morning are standing in front of us from putting that worry, anxiety, or concern to rest? Maybe, just like the woman in the story, you're thinking, I don't even have enough energy to see it through. Or maybe you're wondering, will you ever be able to get into a position to get your voice heard? Surely, in this story, we can all find hope and reassurance. And the third option I'll never be this close again. This morning, what's stopping us from handing over the concerns, worries of the past year to Jesus? Are we seeing the crowds of things in our lives? Are we seeing so many other people needing a touch from Jesus in their lives that we're afraid that, well, we mightn't get that close even if we tried? Or are we thinking, nothing's ever going to change. Or this morning, as we step into a new year, are we saying, I'll never be this close again. This morning, we have been reading about, this morning, we've been singing about a God, our God, a God, our God that is able to handle it, a God who put the universe into creation and sustains it day after day. We worship a God who is willing to handle it. In fact, he tells us to hand our concerns and our worries over to him. And we worship at the end of a year this morning a God who is just waiting for us to give those concerns and worries to him. So this morning, as we approach this end of the year, let us place the stuff on our worry lists, the needs that have been placed on our prayer lists over to God. Because the Bible tells us, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. You'll never be this close again. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, at the end of a year, 
we give you thanks. We give you praise. We thank you for all the ways in which we have seen your hand working in our lives over the past 12 months and even far beyond that. We pray for those situations maybe in the past year that have unsettled us, that have maybe caused us worry, anxiety, or stress. Those moments where we just don't know if we have enough energy to see it through. Those moments when we look around and we see so many other people with concerns and worries that we're afraid to bring them to you because really their need is greater than ours. So in this place this morning... At the end of a year, we hand them over to you because we know that you're willing and able to take them, that you're willing and able to help us work through them, and that you're willing and able to help us change and step forward into fullness of life. After all, we read in John 10.10, you came into the world, that baby born in the manger was born that we may experience fullness of life. 110% life, nothing less. Help us throw the full weight of our anxieties upon you this morning. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.